0: Hello and welcome to The Double Life, I'm John Boozdar, and this week I sat down with Zach McKinley, an avid photographer and all-around creative maestro. From studio photography to the streets of Portland, expired film and empty canvases, anything can be a platform to express yourself, and in the end, it's kind of just a story of how far one man can go to spread positivity and joy wherever his two legs can take him. This is episode three, Balancing Opposites. Enjoy.
1: Graffiti kind of, I don't know, I think it was just that, like, act of destruction, right? Like, that, like, something that, like, you were just, like, this kid running around and you just wanted to either break everything or, like, just cause, yeah, just cause a disturbance in, the, in like, the modern, like, everyday life that you see, especially, like, in the suburban, like, landscape. Um, I was just so annoyed with, like, this cookie-cutter you know everything's the same things like that and so that's what at least drew me to like graffiti and that like that three and a half seconds of motion that just like creates this disturbance um and you know like my like drawing and anything I do is a lot of the times I try to keep it really simple um I was you know there's some amazing artists that have crazy detail and like an amazing hand and like I'm not one of those Um, it's, it's like, it's as simple as that. Like you ask me to draw like a car or like any type of figure and it's just going to, it's horrible. Um, So like my, you know, I've always like really simple lines, just almost like a five-year-old drew it uh, just to kind of create that, like that feeling um, that it just, it didn't take that much time, but it, it can hold so much value to it afterwards.
0: Yeah. And what was it like when you were, I don't know, going through school and like growing up when you were younger and balancing kind of finding new ways of, you know, doing art? How was that paralleled with your day to day life? Did it, was it something that you almost kind of put school and different things on the wayside to focus more on art or how did that work?
1: It was kind of like they were, they were kind of running like in parallel forms with each other. Um, you know, it was like I always took art classes in school. My parents were really supportive of of me, you know, painting or just getting into any projects or just like creating in general. Um, you know, my my I'm very lucky enough to have like supportive parents in that sense. And um, yeah, it was really weird. Like I always stayed in art class, um, even like through high school. Like in Southern California, you're supposed to take like two years of a foreign language and Somehow that didn't happen with me. Um, I took art class for all four years, um, and it was just like this crazy experience. And I don't know what happened, but it it kind of worked out. So um, it always ran with me, like when in school. Um, you know, when it came to like other subjects, it, I always had a hard time. Um, I you know I was doodling on my math homework or. Just crossing out words in English class just to make a funny sentence um, so it 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 always was kind of there. I knew art if I was gonna go to school and kind of take that direction, um, you know that we're we're so grown up getting pushed towards. Um, I knew it was gonna be something art based
0: yeah, did you think that like growing up you would you know turn it into a career or was that not even what you're thinking about did you have different aspirations of like what you wanted to do when you grew up did you see something as like you know when you're a little kid and you're like oh wow that's you know a rock star on tv i want to do that or a skateboard athlete you know what were your aspirations when you were young and how did it like change throughout you?
1: yeah i think i think i was young like when i was younger right like we all used to just skate like we had a huge group of friends um we all went out with and so like that was that was my only main focus at that time was like just skating and whether like just being a kid and like I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I was older um it was like later on once like a lot of my friends got really good at skating like really fast and I just couldn't really maintain in that sense and um you know during that time too I was you know looking and watching a lot of like Jason Lee footage and Ed Templeton and um, them getting into like photography and so I was like hey that would be kind of cool um, you know my parents gave me my first camera when like it was Christmas and we were like on a trip to Mexico and I was so mad that like we weren't having this like normal family Christmas we were like in Mexico um, and so they like gave me this camera. And and so that's when it kind of first started of, okay, this kid, I've always had a camera with me. I've always liked the idea of capturing something. Uh, Maybe this in a sense of school uh, is where I wanna lead. And that's what kind of pushed me to take, you know, lighting and um, studio photography in in college for a little bit until I just dropped down and was completely turned off from the digital world. Um, right
0: so going back a little bit when you first got into photography and what when you got that camera what power did it give you you know to express yourself that was different than what you had before did you feel
1: like yeah it was it was so weird like i think my i think the first role that i shot like i don't even there might even be some photos from mexico that i i took and i my mom might have them, you know, somewhere or something. But I think the first role that I took when I was younger, like I would, and this was like really young. And I was like, I'm, you know, going to be like a detective or whatever. And I would walk around my neighborhood and I would, I was taking pictures of like people's cars and their license plates. And it wasn't like, I was just taking pictures of their cars. Like it was like very, very direct that like, I wanted to document their license plate in case something happened. I like had proof. Yeah. Um and so that was the moment where I realized that like mm-hmm. I could capture something and hold on to it and it can w- either do something or it can just kind of slip through the cracks and disappear. So
0: Totally. Um, Were you I that way that about other things too as far as like wanting to physically have something? Is that a part of your Like totally is that something
1: Um, yeah and i i think you know like again like i was shooting until i got my first digital camera like i always wanted to see prints and i've always you know liked doing that and then um you know with skating and action sports the digital realm just completely like overpowered and it was something that i you know i got into um but i would always do i'd always do prints of a lot of the shots i really liked just because I like to hold on to something um, and look at that. And, you know, while I was in school, I was doing, you know, development and film photography, and that was when I fell into, like, film and why I wanted to shoot film.
0: And what was that? What was that reason? What differentiates film and makes it more? Is it the physical aspect of it? Because you...
1: Yeah, I think it's the physical aspect, you know, the, the trigger happiness of... um Of digital versus, you know, something that you need to kind of compose and have a little bit more patience with film, I think, and just not knowing the outcome, like right away. That was like a huge breaking point for me too. like, I don't know why I didn't, I didn't want to see the photo right away. I didn't care. Um, But I knew that it was there and I knew it would turn out a certain way.
0: Right. Like you had it regardless, you know. Yeah, regardless. And it can yours. be like, yeah. you know,
1: like I shot for like the first like five or six years on only expired film. My mom uh, works in like with antiques and she would always go. We would always go to these estate sales and garage sales and we would find these rolls of film for, you know, 15 of them for five bucks because they were expired in yeah. 1994 or something. That's awesome, though. So I knew that there was going to be this like graininess, or the outcome could be completely messed up. Um, you know, like just huge solar flares or whatever. So, um, yeah, that that kind of also tied into um, why I was wanted to see and you know hold on to that film kind of style,
0: right? Just the authentic, real, um, I don't know, just rawness to it, right? And it has it feels more human than um, just a. A really well you did studio lighting too which is interesting because you're looking at the two parallels of being influencer liking photographers like Martha Cooper who go out in the streets and document um, the gritty you know street art scene with subway cars and different things like that and then you have you going to school and I'm not quite sure what you were studying but for studio lighting it seems more of a professional atmosphere where you're looking at I mean kind of the opposite of what Martha Cooper was doing so how did that play into your psyche? Were you looking at two different parallels and you're like, which one do I like better? And did that almost influence you to like drop out of school and go, I'm going to go in this direction instead?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, like the, the shooting the digital, or I guess I didn't, I didn't see how, or like, yeah, I didn't see it possible to make a living doing film photography. Like it just wasn't in my realm. Like, you would go, you know, even in my studio like, class and, like, things before that, um, and then community college, we, like, you learn about all these photographers and that what created the style today and all these things, and they were just, they would always shoot on film, but that was all they got. They were always up to date with the modern technology because that's what they had to do to make a living for the most part. Um, so that's when I was, like, okay, I like taking photos, I like doing this digital photography when it comes to like action sports and like those just certain types of shots, um, that, you know, that the the general population love to see. Um, so I knew I needed to try and go to school and see how, what, where that would lead me. So.
0: And then ultimately I mean, you hear a lot about people going to schools or being surrounded by a group of artists and creatives and stuff. Did you find that that was the first time that you were really surrounded by that? Or is it your whole life, your group of friends um, have been kind of pushing you artistically and uh, you have all kind of had the similar mindset about that?
1: Yeah, I think growing up, like I was really fortunate. Like I saw like all my friends were creative, like one way or another. Um, like, all through school, just in general. And skateboarding, like, again, like, I will always go back to, like, the creative side of, like, the freedom that skateboard gives an individual. Um, So, like, even just growing up and, like, each one of my friends would have a different style of skating and that was, like, unique to themselves. And then you would see them, you know, doodle or or draw something or mess around, and it, it totally just made them who they were um so that's that's always been there for me um it just took me a while to find like who like what I was doing personally or feel confident in um, what I was doing for the most part
0: definitely you think there's anything that if you knew back then would have expedited that process you would have gotten closer to figuring out what you wanted or is it something where the struggle that you went through the period of time that it took you to figure out what you wanted, you kind of needed that in order to get to the conclusion that you came to.
1: Yeah, I don't... I think a lot of it, like, when I was, I was, like, really just kind of ignorant, like, when it came to making those connections, um, and I just, like, was living in that kind of moment of, like, I just want to skate with my friends. I just want to hang out with my friends. I just want to, you know, document my friends and shoot photos and mess around. Like, I just wanted to, like be in that environment. Because um, I knew later on it would help me. Um, and I and at least I knew that, but I just didn't know how.
0: Right. Was there any push from outside influences to, like, you know, not do that? Or was there any pushback on that?
1: Um. Yes and no, I guess. Like, you know, my parents, again, were really supportive in the art. Um, I think they saw, a, you know, just me doing that as a creative outlook. But, like, I think they also wanted to see something else come of me when it came to like a career and in a life and, um, you know, and, and what that direction will look and just making sure I'm financially, you know, comfortable. Um, and, and that's, you know, parents are always going to want that for their kids. Sure, and, and yeah. you know, so I, I think that even helped me as well. Cause I was, you know, wanting so much not to be in that realm, um, that really made me kind of, explore and experience different things
0: yeah so you found did you end up graduating from college or was did you end up dropping out before you
1: no i I dropped out after i went to community college and i went to art institute and i um yeah i dropped out out of the first year um
0: and your parents how do they feel about that
1: oh they were so bummed yeah um yeah like i mean it's one of those things right like you you don't want your or to like to quit you know or to not accomplish something that they set out um and you know looking back like the program was like two years or something and like I probably should have just knocked it out and and got through with it but at that time like I just got so turned off from it and I really just wanted that time to keep on exploring and figure it out um because yeah I, I didn't know what I wanted to and I and you know even right now for me like I can change my career, you know, at any time and be happy as long as, like, I'm happy.
0: Sure. So, ultimately, it comes back to do what you love, you know, and money and all that will follow. It's not really the main driving force of what keeps you going. It's more being able to express yourself and be creative and just happy through that lens.
1: Yeah, as long as I'm, like, creating and, like, or have time to create or have time to travel and explore and you know, absorb different things. Um, that's, that's, that's the only way that I I want, I want to live. So.
0: Yeah, dude. What's like the biggest, um, creative outlet that you would totally want to dive into right now that you haven't explored that you want to get into and why, why do you want to go into that?
1: I think airbrushing Interesting. Uh, is okay. something that has really intrigued me. Um, just like, The fade, while I was in, while I was um, at art school, I, I took a color theory class and that is probably the one class besides, you know, studio stuff that I like completely fell in love with, um, just colors and different blends of colors and what goes together and why and feelings and moods. And it just blew me away. Uh, And so I've always had a really, really, I've always just loved color. Um, so, you know, that was kind of a big part for me of like airbrushing where you can do these really cool fades and it's really vi- like vibrant colors. And it just has this soft feeling and brings a certain emotion, no matter how like graphic or intense the image is. So that would be, yeah, I've been wanting to explore like airbrushing, so.
0: Yeah, and airbrushing is similar to you do spray painting, right? So, like, the parallels between that and something that you, you know, I think...
1: Yeah, it's definitely like an aerosol system of, like, you know, getting, getting some paint um, somewhere. But I think with airbrushing, it's a lot, it's just a lot softer. Um, you know, you can have more control um, for the most part, I guess. But uh, just overall, it kind of has a little bit of a softer, fuzzy feeling, so...
0: yeah. If you were to open, like, your own, I don't know, have your own art exhibit, what would what would be the kind of art that you would have in there? Like, you have such a various, you know, style of art that you produce. If you were to have an exhibit and it could only, well, I guess it isn't going to be limited. Yours would have just a bunch of stuff, right? How would that look?
1: Yeah, it, it would really depend on, like, the moment that, like, the state, the mindset that I'm in at that state, like, it can change completely unless like you know someone would ask me like hey like we're doing like a photo exhibit or something or hey we really like you know your your paint Um, we want to throw that in Um, that's where I kind of like am very open um, in that sense but uh, also if someone just gave me a blank space um, and wanted me to do anything I think it would be a yeah a little bit of you know just that general Spray paint or mark and like markers and things like that, and um, some just raw photos. Um, you know, maybe kind of create that like sense of opposite. You know, because a lot of my photos is are nature based or adventure outside, and then you know the the street stuff is more you know street like.
0: Yeah, do you think that balance of opposites has like how does that play into? who you are as a person and then your brand simple traveler is that also sort of a culmination of just balancing various mediums whether it's art whether it's just life you know balancing going outside and being one with nature but also being connected with society and an urban atmosphere is that sort of what you're going for or is it am i off
1: totally yeah yeah that's like you yeah a hundred percent um you know I always thought like as a kid and like growing up because I was skating so much, I was like all these skaters, like all they think about and all their mind is, is like skateboarding. Like they have, there's no other outlet whatsoever that, you know, can take like any capacity, like of their like time or, or mental state. So, um, and so I always like had this weird thing. Cause I really liked the outdoors. Um, and then my, you know, a lot of my buddies, we would go, you know, hiking and things like that. And that really kind of opened it up that just because you skate doesn't mean you, you can't, you know, you can't go backpacking for a couple of days with your buddies or, you know, try something different and explore, you know, you know, getting on the bike and riding somewhere or something like that. So that for me was when I realized, like, there can be a balance and you can, bring something you know to the table that offers both um and like at the most simple form you know not getting super technical with the outdoors and not being like this crazy art you know nonstop, stop um, like force i just want something right in the middle a little like happy medium
0: yeah totally cool man so we've dived into a lot of your art sort of the influences and stuff that go into that let's go to the other side of the spectrum and kind of you know, balance it out with more of the adventure aspect of you know the things that you do so maybe the bike trip that you went on and kind of dive into sort of what that was like emotionally and you know physically
1: yeah the um you know i never like rode a bike really like it was more just like the whole bmx when you're a kid or something like that but um you know, it, was, it wasn't It was until I moved up to Portland that I started riding a, a bicycle. that's just transportation, um, knowing that this city is so bike-friendly and um, you can get around anywhere on a bicycle, um, which is great. Everything's 15, 20 minutes away on a bike. And, you know, I was riding a lot, and I've always kind of thought, like, it'd be crazy. And I've always, you know, liked backpacking and, and going on longer trips. And then I kind of discovered the whole like cycle touring and you could really explore different areas and camp out and just go a little bit farther in a day than you could on foot. Um, so that really drove me to like, okay, look, maybe I should plan a trip. Um, and then just one day I was like, you know what, in the, you know, next summer I'm going to ride my bike from portland down to my hometown of orange and um, see how that's going to do and then i you know did some stuff with that trip um, planned it or whatever and you know got some things going and then just took off
0: yeah so what did that go to what was your mentality the night before you took off for that trip
1: it was insane man like i you know, you can, you can prepare and you can prep and you can want these things for this trip and like try to plan as much as possible. Um, you know, and it just, I was, you know, having anxiety, just thinking about it. Um, you know, luckily my, my buddy Josh, again, like before I did this trip, like I didn't ride more than like 50 miles in a day. Um, and I like on the trip, I was averaging, you know, 75 at least uh, like minimum a day. So, you know, I was a little bit intimidated to see what was going to happen in that situation. So, that first day, we like I left, and my buddy Josh, um, he rode with me all the way to the to the coast, Uh, and that really kind of made it made me a lot more comfortable, uh, knowing that you know, even though I'm going to be alone from this point on, uh, I can I can do it. There's enough time in the day for me to pedal this thing and get to where I need to be.
0: Yeah. How did that play into who you are today? What kind of characteristics or, you know, different aspects from that trip that made you a different person? What were the main takeaways that you're like, man, dude, if it wasn't for that trip, I wouldn't be half the person I am today?
1: A lot of it had to go with the getting somewhere and realizing how far it is and knowing that you know, you have to get there or else you're going to be sleeping on the side of the one freeway. Um, and just that drive of like, you're pedaling a bike all day, eight to 10 hours. And like, you can really push yourself to, you know, to that extent of like exhaustion and just frustration. Um, and you sleep so much better that next day, knowing that you can accomplish that. And I think that was a huge thing that I kind of took out of that trip uh, as well as like just me being able to accomplish that on my own and not need, you know, support or, you know, like, I mean, I had, you know, support. I had his phone I could, you know, call my buddies and I had people checking in and, you know, talking to my parents here and there. And, uh, but that kind of on the road just by myself, it really helped me, um, shape who I am now
0: yeah were there some really I don't know I don't want to get too heavy but were there some demons that you kind of had to like work out on that trip that made it you know easier or harder or whatever were there some heavy moments that you had to like you know by yourself because if you're by yourself for 10 hours or whatever pedaling you're gonna do some deep diving into your brain man so at least I would I would imagine that is probably what you went through.
1: Yeah, there was, I mean, you, that's all you really had to do is just sit there and think. And I, and I knew that going into this trip, I was like, I'm going to, you know, just kind of figure out like what's going on and what's my next move. Um, and I didn't want to put too much of the, you know, of like, I'm going to face this, like, I'm going to face my demons on this trip. Like, this is what's going to make or break me. I, you know, I, I knew that was going to happen regardless, Um, and I, but I just wanted to, to enjoy me riding a bicycle and and doing something that I've never done before. Um, but like, you know, I was, you know, just being out of a relationship, um, that was relatively long and, um, you know, that was something that was always on the back burner that kind of came up, like what, what's going on. Um, but other than that, like, it was just the mentality of like, if I don't do this, like. I'm going to hate myself. If I if I can't finish this and or if I quit, um, which just going to be another thing on my list that I gave up um, and, I, and I can't do that uh, with something like this. So that for sure was a demon that I fought on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. Nice, man. Well, I mean, now it seems that, you know, you're in a position where that demon's in the back of your mind. It's not a matter of, hey, dude, you didn't accomplish this or whatever. It's like, you did it, man. And now you're You know, looking at today with various different art forms that you're working on and, you know, staying creative and staying positive and pushing. And, you know, it's a good spot to be in. So that's dope, man. I'm stoked for you.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's it's cool just to, you know, especially afterwards of just like now my itch is like, okay, I did that now what's next, right? Like what, what can I push myself more and a little bit farther and like push my limits just a little bit uh, and see what the outcome can be. So that, that also gave me a huge like itch to just keep on doing trips. And as soon as I got back from that trip, um, you know, I, I flew home, I sold my bike to one of my, you know, one of my good friends down South Bobby and, um, he wanted a bike to kind of start riding around and um, I just sold it to him and flew home and I purchased another bike, you know, um, before I left. So I knew I had one when I came home and my buddy asked me if he wanted to go on, you know, a, a, pa- a bike rafting trip. And I've never in my mind thought I would be putting a bike on a on an inflatable raft and floating down the river, that's um, crazy. you know, and, and doing this three day trip. And so, you know, I, that was a week and a half, two weeks after I got back from my, my bigger trip. And so, yeah, that itch just is going to keep on continuing for me.
0: Nice man. What would be like the ultimate, I don't know, when you have a really bad itch and you scratch it and it feels great. What is that scratch, man? What would be that final, like to get rid of that itch? You have to climb yeah. Mount Everest or something. that.
1: there's a lot of those itches and a lot of those scratches that need to be scratched for sure. But uh, I think I really want to go on now after doing you know I've, I've done some bike packing stuff in you know Utah and Moab and Canyonlands now and um, really been kind of exploring the the dirt and gravel side of cycle touring, um, and now I kind of want to combine those two and you know get off the road per se off the, like the coast kind of style and do a really long, um, bike trip on some like fire roads. There's a continental, um, you know, divide trail. That's, a. Uh, I I forgot even, I just forgot how far it is. I think it's like almost 1100 miles, um, through some dirt Wow. and you're like fully, you have nothing for a lot, of, a big section of the time where, you know, on the coast you have a gas station every, 40 miles right like you have a taco bell you have just you have civilization um and so now i want to see what i can do like just being completely out there with a bike and everything that i have to have to survive
0: yeah cool man all right so let's go back into the middle artistically you want to apply that same sort of push you know like you have an itch to you accomplish something that trip that you went on is there something artistically that's equivalent to that trip that you either already did that you're like, wow, that's a massive accomplishment or something that you want to do that would be equivalent to that? I
1: definitely haven't. It's, I definitely haven't scratched as many scratches or itches that I I've had in the art, you know, side of things. Sure. Um, I always feel like I'm, you know, just creating something or, um, yeah, I've never really had too many of those. I guess I actually haven't really thought of it to be honest with you. Um, I think a lot of my, like my zines that I'm now kind of coming out with, those are stuff that I've always had in my mind and I wanted to do. Um, now that I'm slowly, you know, getting them out and um, getting them the way and, and doing them the right way that I want them to, you know, look and feel and everything. That for me is definitely something that I've you know feel lot more accomplished
0: in nice man so you have let's go into the magazines when you what started that how did you go about it and i don't know dude i've always wanted to start a magazine i have no idea how i would go about it i have like pictures and stuff but i don't know how to like print it or distribute it or something you know what would be the i don't know first couple steps that you'd be like you have to do this and then also the key advice you would give to someone
1: literally do it any way that you want to just to get as long as you're happy with it and you, you got your message across. Um, And in all honesty, that's like the, I was so like, what took me so long to do these is I always like, you know, when I was shooting photos, I had, um, when I was shooting film, I had this thing where I, you know, I didn't develop my roles and I just held on to them. And I told myself like I, in seven years, I'm going to start on, you know, Developing these, and I'm gonna make a book out of like all of them, um, and so I was like, I need to be like a book. It has to have this feeling and and everything like that. And then you know later on, I just started like, hey, I have all these roles from Joshua Tree that I'm you know finally developing. Like I think I'm just gonna make a zine just based off of you know my time and my my in Joshua Tree with my friends, you know, just causing havoc out there. Um, and I just started. I think that one I got the paper. I would get the you know five by seven prints. I would tape them onto the paper and then scan them in, um, and like the layouts that I want to, which is the m- most ridiculous thing ever. I would you know I can't imagine doing that now. Um, now I just scan in my images and do the and do my layouts in Illustrator or InDesign, and then um, go to go to FedEx print or whatever um and get that printed out that's the only part I really think I you know I I just try to make it as simple as possible um and it's I've, I like the feel it I'm happy with what I'm producing and how I'm going about it um, so I I think yeah I, I didn't really need to have that pressure of having like this perfection um which in all honesty, I mean, based off of, you know, kind of what we were talking about is like totally against how I go about things. Um, so uh, it, it worked out in my favor.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, how does it go against everything? What do you mean by that?
1: Um, like when it comes to like my photos or whatever, um, you know, I always like going back, like me using expired film, like not knowing the outcome, um, Uh, You know, knowing that it's not going to be perfect or just general things like that. Um, And then even going into, you know, writing or like the graffiti and things like that, or my woodblock printing, um, like there's no such thing as perfection, right? Like you have, you can try as much as you want, but that was never my purpose. Like I always wanted this like really sketchy kind of, you know, just general, real life feeling behind uh, the image and yeah, it just plays into, you know, how I go about things now with my zines and my other photos stuff.
0: Cool, man. And then what were the biggest magazines that influenced you? Was it just not necessarily drawn from a magazine or you just were like, Oh cool. I have pictures and the best platform
1: to put these out is a magazine. For me with the magazines, I don't know why I think it was, you know, uh, like we would go to like the photo book, like LA photo show uh, where they like people would sell these zines and um, you know, Ed Templeton would always have his like teenage smoker and things like that. And I always like finally realized that you can just make this like great little thing and um, like people enjoy having them and, and it's definitely like you don't always need to have like a physical book. Um, like on your shelf, you know, at your home or whatever. And you can have this, you know, nice, nice little, you know, general thin 40 page magazine and um, it can still get your message across. So that for me was when I was like, I have all these film photos. I want just to explore, you know, telling stories and kind of going about that whole thing and, 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 so zines were kind of the way I wanted to go about it. Cool, man. A lot of, like, books I always, like, enjoyed. Like, you know, people who just... Artists, like, that really understand, like, format and layout and try and get a point across. Um, it's always, like, really intrigued me whether I follow in those footsteps or not. Um, most of the time, I don't think I really do. But
0: Yeah. And then drawing into, I don't know, not even... Books or magazines or whatever but just the influence of wanting to create something is it coming from what message like what message are you trying to put out there with the things that you're creating
1: um you know my photo stuff it's always like you know moments of uh, my friends or you know places i've been um little you know imperfections of the daily routines um, and I think for me, I just want people to smile. Like, I just want people to enjoy what they're looking at, um, whether they get any type of feeling from it. Um, I just hope it's a positive one. That's always kind of been my, you know, my real outlook on how, how I've been going about things. Um, and if it doesn't make someone happy, then, you know, sorry. Um, yeah. it made me happy at the time. And so and it you know, makes me happy now. So that's that. Really, is what I'm just trying to get across. Um, simplicity, you know, can also be beautiful. Um, that was for me a huge thing. Like I don't need these eight colors and crazy. I you know just make me feel something. Um, and if you can stick with one color, or one simple line, then that's all I need.
0: Sure. Cool, man. And then what's your new magazine going to be about? Let's dive into that. And then do you want to tell, why don't you tell like a story about your new magazine and kind of give like a preview of what, I don't know, people can expect?
1: Yeah. The um, So right now I have um, Film Ads Wait is the newest one I'm working on. It's the one that's kind of been, this is the one that I I thought, you know, when I first started getting the idea of holding on to film when I travel and seeing what happens you know five seven years down the road and going through these images and then making the magazine while it's you know you're looking more of it like memories and you are like just these past events that just occurred and so you know this was the one that i I wanted that whole book and what kind of changed everything and now i'm just making it into you know a, a 40 page zine and this one's just about me traveling overseas um you know, experiencing um, you know like just all a bunch of different places and and really diving into um, you know traveling uh, and seeing things in a new perspective and what what beauty can be found and you know again the the simple little things of alleyway art or people having coffee. Sure. Um, nice man. So that was for me a big thing, but this this magazine again like. You know, I went, a lot of the photos in here are a trip I went with my good friend Danielle. And, you know, she is such a trooper because I am, when I travel, I'm all over the place. I love to experience new things, uh, you know, just going out and having your time and, you know, really just taking it all in as much as possible. And, um, we, uh, beforehand, I, I booked this ferry when we were in Greece, um, we were in Mykonos and we we're meeting a bunch of my friends uh, down on the peninsula in Thessaloniki, um, my, my friends Yanni and Miko. And we had no way of contacting them um, because it was they're on this small peninsula town that didn't really have Wi Fi or anything like that. So we were supposed to take a ferry from Mykonos. To Athens and get on a a small plane and fly over Um, and then they were going to pick us up at the airport they had our times and everything Um, and I scheduled the flights wrong Hmm. and we didn't realize it till we were on the ferry to Athens Um, and there was no flights going to this small town for another two days and we had again no way of contacting our friends that they're waiting at the airport for us nothing in between and we we had to rent a car and drive seven hours along you know the greek coast going to this town um and my friends that were were down there were freaking out and we finally reached them you know through random wi-fi uh, that their one of their brothers got and we it just all worked out and we you know got to where they were and had some dinner and had a great time on the beaches for the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, you know, there's there's no way of really capturing that story as, as much as I want to. Uh, but there's just a lot of imagery of, you know, these places and these events that kind of occurred and the outcome or the, the smiles on people's faces, um, you know, when it all was resolved. So that's a lot of this thing is just experience. Um, you know, I just want people to feel that they were there Um and I want people to, you know, take back that they they want to go to these places afterwards.
0: Yeah, totally. I think it's interesting what you just said there about not being able to necessarily capture it a hundred percent the way that you would maybe want it to be. Um I think that's interesting from like a photographer standpoint or anyone that creates art, you know, and for you, especially as someone who wants to convey a message and capture moments or whatever. How, what does it feel like to go through an experience and really want to share it or document it, but not know how or not be able to?
1: I totally just kind of give up on it, to be honest with you. Um, Like if there's something going on where I'm just like in that moment and I'm getting this experience um, and like, it's not even in the back of my head of like, okay, let me grab my camera. I need to try to capture this. Like as much as I would love, because some People are some amazing photographers or, you know, can really capture those types of feelings in those moments. And for me, I just, I live in that moment, if you will. And I just experience that. And if there's an opportunity that I, it does come to mind that I'm like, you know, this is crazy. i you know, now we're driving down the coast. Like I might just take a picture out the, out the car door of the coast, you know, like, so a lot of the story has to go with, you know, maybe hearing it but uh, I just want people to have that mystery of like why this image like what what happened to the point of you know this or you know why were you in this town or why were you going down this alleyway
0: cool so it's almost a a sense of sponsor spontaneity to the way that you create your art a little bit too right it isn't something where you're going on a trip and you're like, all right, cool. I'm going to make a magazine. I'm going to have this many pictures. I need this many in this area, this many of people, this many of scenery. And like, this is the message I want to convey. And like, it needs to be laid out this way. You don't structure it that way. It's more like, let's go on this trip. I'm going to take some pictures and something cool turns out. Something cool turns out. If not, whatever, man.
1: That a hundred percent. I am like, there is when going into a trip or planning something, uh, there's, Yeah, none of that um, whatsoever. Um, You know, as of lately, because I'm now making these zines, when I do go on a trip, I'm like, all right, like it'd be cool to make like a zine or just a little, even if it's 10 pages, right? Like I just, and a lot of this is like for me just to look back on. And if someone else can enjoy it as well, then like that's awesome. Um, But, you know, I think that's why with me, like it's always playing with different mediums and, and like just whether it be Sharpie or, you know, paint pen or anything while just doodling even if i go with a camera thinking like i'm gonna get these photos and i'm gonna make a zine of this trip and i come back and i develop the role and it's completely gone um i'll just start doodling and like maybe telling a story and like you know a, a just a general like flip book or something like that and just have some drawings and some small texts of you know stories and and that really sums it up for me and um, and I, I'm, I love the when if something can that like that can happen because it forces me to, you know, think of a different solution um, to get something accomplished.
0: Yeah, totally. And do you think that nowadays with, you know, technology and everything is that scary for you? Is that weird for you to like kind of look at? Because I mean, you seem to be more on the physical media side of things. You know, you'd rather draw something, take. A picture whatever whatever so how does you know technology play a role in today and kind of you know marketing yourself it's sort of really important is that weird for you or is it something you're adapting to is it something that you're like whatever who cares I'm just still just going to make my art the way that I want to
1: I'm always learning I guess you know like uh even when like I was when I was going to school like with our photos with digital stuff like a lot of the courses and things like that, there'd be a lot of like image manipulation and um, things like that. And I always really enjoyed that part of it because I could play with something that was, you know, to the extreme or do these these different effects and things like that, that I couldn't do um, with my hands. And so I've always just like, again, kind of, it's always been there. Um, I like playing with it. I like doing the layouts of, of photos and, you know, retouches and things like that so I never really had a problem um, you know with technology it's always been hard for me to like get my message across sometimes using using like social media platforms or you know things like that or what I'm trying to you know what I'm trying to say but I, I like yeah I like it being here <laughs> yeah it, it helps me balance out the you know the frustrations of dealing with so much with paper and you know or or you know vinyl or, or anything that I kind of tend to work with yeah um I always kind of yeah I'll always go back to it as an escape or something like that
0: yeah totally and then I mean so if you were to make a digital magazine is that something that would possibly happen and then what are your thoughts on like an ebook versus a regular book or like an e-magazine versus a regular magazine it does it still carry that same amount of um I don't know, special like joy for you, or is it just lose that mystique entirely? And now it's just a document on your computer,
1: you know? Oh, it completely loses for me. That would like dad, yeah, that would, um, for like the books and the zines and things like that, I get like, you know, online articles and and things like that, or small summaries and small stories, uh, where there's some images like, you know, those are, those can be done right. And you can kind of get a feeling, but those also can just kind of be forgotten really fast right like especially yeah, totally like in today like it in a matter of five seconds someone's on to another story or mm-hmm. another article um and you know unless you're like this crazy you know unless there's something crazy that stands out uh, nothing will stick but when it comes to like hard like having something in your hand it's just you know like that film you know photos and things like that like having that book with you and like really seeing those images for what they are and just not on your, you know, computer screen. It, that's, there's a feeling there that I've always want to give, you know, my audience or myself. Yeah. There's, you know, especially with like music and like that whole change of the, you know, just the way that we can go about things now. It's, yeah, it's it's just a, overall different feeling um you know you can listen to a playlist with you know a bunch of different artists more than you listen to an album all the way through now Um, and really kind of diving into what a band's trying to create with an album and yeah you know and you still can right like the albums are still there you can still listen to them um but that connection or that hard feeling that you have something from this band already um you know now it's like you you know listen to someone maybe go to their show and that's when you finally buy a t-shirt or or something like that like there's there's never that like that wonder purchase if you will that you're like this album is sweet i love the art i don't know who this is like i'm going to buy this album and i'm going to support this artist without even knowing their music yeah uh, totally
0: which isn't so, around anymore man and it's like a lot of that stuff kind of went out the door with it and it's weird because it's sad to think that concept albums are almost going to be a thing of the past you know like a sergeant peppers isn't going to come around again there isn't going to be another pet sounds there isn't going to be um dark side of the moon like those were like dark or not those were concept albums that changed music forever and it was something that you had to listen to it from front to back and that's how the music was done and it made you feel something It made you feel something different because it told a story throughout a very large period of time. And now we're put into an aspect of you like one or two songs off an album. And then you have this giant mix of different emotions and different um, stories and stuff that people are trying to convey, but it isn't just, I don't know, it doesn't feel as streamlined. It almost feels like taking a bunch of pages from books, ripping them and then making a new book and being like, here's the best book. And you're like, Ah, oh, man, that's not how that works
1: yeah, like we're definitely like in like the playlist age. it's like like the sense of like having a playlist of a bunch of songs in a general genre uh, is something that people rather have than you know listening to someone's full discography or you know or yeah having a bunch of CDs and or vinyl and stuff like that. so it's interesting when it comes to music and you know it's i love how the times now you know people are really kind of digging digging back and and holding on to those you know that feeling and wanting that still um for the most part and that's kind of again why like the zines and the books and everything like there's a reason why like it you get this feeling off of having it and like holding it in your hand and um yeah, I, I don't I don't want that to go away with the stuff that I create.
0: Do you think that you know, as the future rolls around and everything does get more digital, is that going to change you know the kind of art that you make? Is it going to almost you know deter you from making art or are you going to continue to make magazines even if like paper is obsolete and people are like what is that like
1: relic in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> um I think I'm always going to make them. You know, I, I again, it kind of just like, you can always have that happy balance of both worlds, right? Like you can create a product for, you know, the online, you know, online and just kind of have that type of feel. Um, and I think that's good to do, um, especially in our agent, like just timing um, of how things are going. But I'm always going to have like my the zines and, you know, different photo prints. Uh, And projects that I do that um, you can hold in your hand are always going to have more value to me um, than anything else.
0: Cool, man. Right on. All right, dude. So, I mean, let's just end it with, you know, your recommendations and sort of the required reading you would have for someone who not necessarily wants to start a magazine, but just, you know, wants to be a creative, you know, and like kind of connected with what you were saying and sort of, you know, wants to draw more influence from where you draw influence from
1: yeah i think you know anything can give you inspiration um and you know and and keeping it simple is is the best sometimes um you know just trying to get your message and you know simplicity can come within chaos um as well and you know whether you're you know any type of medium that you're getting yourself into if just go for it um and hold on to it, and you know, continue doing it, even if you're not getting any feedback from you know any of your peers. Or, but if it creates happiness within you, and you can re- and you enjoy it, um, you know, maybe it'll catch on. Um, but yeah, always, you know, always explore avenues, um, and look at your friends, you know, for like inspiration. You know, a lot of my inspiration um, came from my friends and the amazing artists that they are today. Uh, you know and then you know diving into the cultures or the subcultures that you love you know sometimes you know your favorite musician uh um you know you know maybe one of them also likes taking photos and is doing the same thing um so just yeah dive into dive into dive into your happiness and really just do you yeah man
0: and then what books and like movies and stuff i don't know just quick little
1: Books for me, um, you know, I've always gone back and forth. Um, You know, I've, my like good reads and stuff about like outdoors and adventure and how I really feel. I'm always kind of have driven towards like Edward Abbey uh, and his style of writing, Um, you know, very direct, very like just forceful and in your face. Um, You know, some of his, you know, values or, you know, political stands, I don't really run in line with, but the message of like how we should protect our land is, um, it's definitely there. And I, and I've always really enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, with the art books and and things like that, um, I've always really loved like Barry McGee, um, and even, you know, Martha Cooper with the subway art, um, that's always, you know, given me a lot of inspiration. So the movies, um, you know, I think when I was younger, like, I had such a fascination with, like, uh, 1984, like, even just George Orwell, like, the book. Um, but then the movie as well, like, I was so fascinated by it. Um, and, that, and that definitely have, gave me a huge outlook on, on how I just see things. Um, but I also like things that are, like, really playful, you know? lot. Yeah. A bunch of buddies getting in some havoc and, and having fun. Um, so, Yeah, dude.
0: And I think that kind of ties into ultimately who you are as a person, which is just like, you know, happy and you want to spread joy and you want to spread it through different mediums and you don't want to be confined to one box, I think is a major theme as well. So not being confined to one box, being able to express yourself in a positive way and ultimately just stoking people out to get them like as stoked as you are. So cool, man. I totally, I think those recommendations and different things tie into like everything we talked about.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I it's yeah. I definitely don't want to stay in you know one one lane. Uh, I I like exploring and and getting out there. And you know sometimes you know the staying in one lane is is great, but that dirt road that's running next to it is also pretty fun. Thank you for listening to part three.
0: If you enjoyed my conversation with Zach McKinley, head over to thedoublelifepod.com for more information. As always, keep on listening subscribe share it with your friends and enjoy the rest of your beautiful week